Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that examines notable events that happened years ago, today. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're looking at an ambitious prisoner exchange between South Korea and its UN allies, and the communist forces of North Korea and China. We'll look at how both sides navigated the thorny issue in order to put an end to the fighting and to bring their respective troops home again. The day was August 5th, 1953. With the Korean War winding down, both sides of the conflict began to exchange their remaining prisoners. The undertaking, known as Operation Big Switch, took place at the village of Panmunjom, not far from the de facto border between North and South Korea. It was the second exchange of POWs who'd been captured during the Korean War. The first exchange, known as Operation Little Switch, had been held in late April of that year and lasted just under two weeks. As the diminutive name suggests, it was a smaller exchange, with only sick and injured prisoners changing hands. That left the need for a second, much larger exchange aimed at repatriating the remaining healthy prisoners. That operation began on August 5th, and continued all the way into December. The communist forces arguably got the better deal, as nearly 76,000 North Korean and Chinese prisoners were exchanged for just under 13,000 UN prisoners. 
To give you a little background, the Korean War had begun on June 25, 1950, when North Korean forces crossed over the 38th parallel and invaded South Korea. It was clear early on that the South Korean army didn't stand a chance on its own, so the United Nations came to the country's aid to make sure it didn't fall into the hands of its communist enemies. Backed by UN forces led by the United States, South Korea was able to beat back the invaders and push the fight all the way to the border of North Korea and China. However, North Korea had friends of its own. The USSR had supplied the North Korean army with weapons and training, and China strengthened its numbers by committing more than 2 million soldiers to the fight. With this help, North Korea was able to undo the UN's progress, effectively pushing its forces all the way back to where the war had first begun. By the summer of 1951, the fighting around the 38th parallel had reached a stalemate, and it remained that way for the next two years, as neither side could agree on how to bring an end to the war. One of the biggest points of contention was how to return prisoners of war. The communist forces insisted that all prisoners should be returned to their country of origin, while the UN maintained that prisoners who wanted to stay where they were should be allowed to do so. This remained a sticking point all through the negotiation process, but in the end, North Korea and China finally relented, agreeing that POWs would be able to choose whether to return home or not. The prisoner exchange began with Operation Little Switch in April of 1953, three months before the Korean Armistice Agreement was signed. The process was overseen by the Neutral Nations Repatriation Commission, which was led by India. Under its direction, Operation Little Switch led to the return of just under 700 UN troops in exchange for over 5,000 North Koreans, 1,000 Chinese soldiers, and roughly 500 civilians. You might be thinking those numbers sound a little uneven, and US officials felt the same way. The agreement had been to exchange all sick and wounded prisoners, but the communists had delivered just 684 men. The US believed there were likely many more of their soldiers who fit the criteria, and that North Korea and China were just being overly strict about who should be deemed sick or wounded. Those suspicions were later confirmed when the second wave of exchanges began on August 5th. Each day of the week, a few hundred UN prisoners were released at Panmunjom, and while some of the survivors were healthy enough to wave and dance as they made their way to the receiving tents, others were too emaciated to even move, and some were even missing limbs. There were also reports of UN troops suffering from tuberculosis and dysentery illnesses that should have qualified them for earlier release. In spite of the bickering and disagreements, the prisoner swap continued almost every day for the next four months. It turned out the UN had captured many more prisoners than the communists, which led to them releasing close to 3,000 prisoners per day, compared to the 400 or so they received. In total, more than 75,000 prisoners were returned to North Korea and China, while an additional 22,000 communist soldiers chose to seek asylum elsewhere instead of returning home. By February 1st of 1954, all former UN prisoners who chose not to return to communist rule had been released as free civilians. 
in exchange for its 75,000 prisoners, the United Nations Command received a little over 12,700. Much to the shock of UN officials, a handful of American and British soldiers declined repatriation, as did roughly 300 South Koreans. Allegedly, they all willingly chose to stay in North Korea, though it's likely that at least some level of coercion was at play. And all of this is to say nothing of the many POWs who were never even given the option of returning. About 80,000 South Koreans were stationed in North Korea when the ceasefire was called. Most of those troops are believed to have been enslaved as laborers, with some of them later being brainwashed and integrated into North Korean society. The misfortunes of those left behind were eventually revealed by a small group of defectors who shared their stories decades later. Operation Big Switch was not a total success then, but for those lucky enough to return home, it was their salvation. And the fact it was allowed to happen at all is a minor miracle, given how tense and volatile the situation was on the Korean peninsula. Seven decades later, the uneasy truce between North and South Korea still stands. And let's hope it stays that way, so that another prisoner exchange won't be necessary. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to drop me a line at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com.